now here's your host, Gabriel Rutledge. Hello. It's me, one of the Rutledges. Uh, today's episode brought to you by water. Water. Drink it if you want to live. It's a hell of a slogan. It sounded like a Arnold Schwarzenegger, though, but... Drink it if you want to live. I'm known for my impressions. As bad as that uh, Arnold just was, I'm, I'm telling you, when I started comedy, there was so many people who did terrible Arnold Schwarzenegger impressions that were not really much worse uh, or better than the one I just did. It would even be that, it was always that bad of a setup, too, to get into the Arnold voice. Like, wouldn't it be funny if Arnold Schwarzenegger did ads for water? Drink it if you want to live. Get in the chopper. Just, you know. You hear less of those. I, don't, I haven't heard an Arnold Schwarzenegger impression in a long time. And I've been better off for it. But I made you guys listen to one. <laughs> uh, my kids like Arnold Schwarzenegger um, for, uh, I believe, his finest movie, Kindergarten Cop. Uh, so sometimes, you know, around the house, we might say things like, Who is your daddy and what does he do? It's not a tumor. Uh I don't know. That movie probably isn't quite politically correct enough uh, for these modern times, but it's uh, it's pretty hilarious. It's a good movie. Stick around. Uh, I'll be closing out with a Christopher Walken impression. <laughs> That's the other one I heard. I feel like people who can't even do impressions can kind of do a Schwarzenegger and a Walken, and so that's enough to wander up on an open mic stage. Because I'm frat friend. I said frat friend, not fat friend. This isn't a shaming podcast. Uh, some fat, fat friend. <laughs> Say fat, fat friend three times. Whew. Fat, fat friend. I can't do it. It's not a tumor. We're back. Uh... Yeah, it's weird how those cycles go, and just being around comedy for 20 years of uh, different styles, and, you know, I've seen a lot of, uh, a lot of Dane Cooks, saw a lot of Louis C.K.'s, Mitch Hedberg's, uh, Maria Banford's, some Dave Attell's if you're old school. Some Kevin Hart's, a uh, couple of Gabriel Rutledge's, which is a really bad idea. I mean, at least pick someone that's going to take you somewhere. <laughs> it's like when someone accuses uh, other people have accused other people of stealing my jokes. I, I don't know. I've never, they're like, so-and-so is doing your joke. And I'm like, that's like when someone steals your identity, but you have bad credit. You're like, fucking good luck with it. <laughs> maybe they'll maybe they'll have better success with my joke than I did. Uh, 
I had a show last night um, at a microbrewery in Seattle. And uh, yeah, it was kind of the kind of show I haven't done for a while. Because uh, I guess overall you'd say it was a good show, but just wild, you know? Just people talked the whole time. There were dogs running around. It, you can't be in a microbrewery if there's not a dog. I don't know why that is, but uh, I was I was on stage and uh, a dog ran in. And everyone immediately just looked at the dog because, you know, I'm funny, but I'm no golden retriever. Uh Maybe from behind, at a certain angle, I might look like a golden retriever. But uh, I'm in my hair, not my ass. Uh, From behind, I look like a golden retriever. I went to a terrible groomer. Uh, But yeah, everyone's just looking at the dog, and then the dog ran out. So the whole thing lasted like 30 seconds. Everyone stops listening. They look at the dog. The dog runs out. And everyone starts clapping for the dog. I mean, way louder than they just clapped for me being introduced as the headliner, by the way. Um, just <laughs> very random. Uh, we, they didn't cover that in comedy college. Sometimes pets run through. Uh, but yeah, just kind of a wild show. Just kind of a wild show where, uh, you know... You say a joke, and it sparks three different conversations at three different tables. <laughs> and eventually, I just gave up. And I'm like, fuck, what do you guys want to talk about? Uh, it may not be funny, but uh, I'll keep your attention, hopefully. I might keep doing this. I, I uh, During the show, I, I said, uh, I'm going to address some of my frequently asked questions. <laughs> uh, a couple of them were hair-related. Uh and uh, someone said I look like Dave Grohl. Should have seen that coming. And then uh, a lady said, a lady, I can't call, I don't know, a young woman? That sounds older than lady. Uh, I'll stick with lady. Boys have penises and girls have vaginas. Well, that's not true anymore, Arnold. Things have changed since kindergarten cop. Get with the times. Uh, but she said, I was just about to go back into a joke, and then her friends are like, no, you should say it. And then she said, has anyone ever said you look like Harry Styles? Holy shit, did I not see that coming? I just started laughing. I'm like, no, but I'll never forget that you said I did. I mean, Harry Styles is like 22. I look nothing like Harry Styles. He used to have long hair, and I have long hair. I think that's, I look like, Harry Styles' uncle, who they let drive the bus. I do not look like Harry Styles, but I'll take it. I will take it. There was also an audience member who made this noise after almost every joke. Oh, oh. I mean, she loved the show. She had a great time. But, you know, maybe this is more about me than her. Um, maybe this is my issues, you know? Yeah, I have been to therapy. Why do you ask? Uh, But I just, I don't, that sound drives me crazy. I mean, give me silence. Uh, But don't, oh, why? At a comedy show. 
Look, sometimes I have had that feeling watching comedy. If someone says something too self-deprecating, I've had the feeling in my head of going, oh, like, hey, you're not that ugly. (laughs) You're not as overweight as you're portraying yourself. You're not totally unlovable. I'd be sad if you actually hung yourself. I've had those thoughts. Well, I've watched stand-up comedy. But I don't go, oh. And by the way, I'm not doing any of those things. I'm not, those examples I used. I'm, you know, I'm doing a joke about how my wife and I met in community college. And, you know, this lady, oh, like, oh, you shouldn't say bad things about yourself. I'm like, it's really hard to do comedy without a victim, okay? That's why usually the victim is me. Goodness gracious. Aw. She acted like I was a golden retriever during my jokes. Aw. But again, she wasn't. She wasn't actually offended. She's just, that's the noise that came out of her mouth. That's how she was enjoying herself. It's one of my least favorite sounds in the world, though. Uh, the sound of pity. If that's, <laughs> if that's what a woman's orgasm sounded like, I would not have sex. If... <laughs> If that was the payoff of just, oh my God, oh my God, oh, fuck, it's never worth it. I mean, sure, I've heard that sound at the beginning of sex when I take my clothes off. Oh, look at you. Oh. (laughs) Come with me if you want to live. I have water. Uh, anyway, before the show, that's when the real action happened. I was out in the parking lot. You know, just putting out a vibe, like I do's, putting out a vibe. Um, actually, I was calling my wife, uh, from the parking lot, which is kind of the vibe I put out. I looked like the kind of guy he'd call his wife. And, uh, these... Ladies came by. They were in a convertible. Uh, They were uh, black women. And I only say that because that's what color they were. Um, And they were, I'm not good at ages, but I'm going to say 25 to 35. That's terrible range. But, uh, and they were like, they kind of stopped in the parking lot because they were, I don't know, they weren't they weren't staying there, but they had to like they were clearly trying to go somewhere else and they were getting directions or calling someone. And someone in the car said uh to me, uh, those shoes are dope. Because I, you know, I got some uh I got some new black and orange Adidas. And uh it's been confirmed they're pretty dope. And I was like, Oh, thank you. Uh, I didn't say it that white, but (laughs) (laughs) those shoes are dope. Oh, thank you very much. (laughs) Uh, it wasn't exactly like that. Well, gosh, howdy, these old things. Uh, but, uh, I was like, oh, thank you. And then, uh, another woman in the car said, 
your hair's looking fine too. And I said, thank you. And then I said, uh, they were about to leave. I could tell they were leaving. And I was like, don't leave. I need this. <laughs> I need a car to pull up and tell me I'm doing good. And, uh, you know, they laughed. And then they left. Here's my question. Um, by the way, my wife was on the phone. I wanted her to be impressed. I wanted Christy to be impressed that, you know, a car full of ladies said I had dope shoes and fine hair. Uh, didn't really work out that way. Um, I mean, she wasn't not impressed, but, you know, she was just like, what was that about? And I was like, oh, they like my shoes. And then one of them had said something nice about my hair. And she said, oh, I thought they'd already seen your show. And I'm like, no, it's not like, you know, it's 630. The show hasn't happened. What I wanted Christy to say is like, oh, my God. That reminds me, you were so fuckable. I can't wait till you get home. Uh, but that was not actually what happened. But here's my question, white people. And uh, I've been told I do have some white listeners. Uh, Actually, this is my question for everybody. And I, if you got feedback for me, I legit would like to hear your theories on this. Uh, Gabriel at GabrielRutledge.com or, you know, one of the social medias. Why? I'm speaking as a white person because that's my only choice. Uh, why does a compliment from black people mean more than a compliment from one of my fellow white people. I, here's my, I got a couple theories, a couple ideas, uh, because it, it just, it's true. It's just true. That exchange left me feeling better about myself than if it was three white women. There's no getting around that. Uh, if at a comedy show, I like all the compliments, if it's, from a black person feels a little better. One theory, uh, of course, would be white guilt. Uh, maybe not white guilt in the sense that like, oh, I've had a more privileged life than this person because who knows if that's, I mean, generally that's true. But, you know, specifically, who knows? Um, but I mean more like white guilt in the sense that like, oh, I know there's a historic reason that black people might mistrust white people. And so their acceptance of me feels extra special. That's possible. I mean, that's maybe too deep, but it's possible. It's also possible that black people are just fucking cool. Obviously, there's some real dorks. Um, <laughs> uh, but in the sense that like, you know, Jazz from black people, blues from black people, rock and roll from black people, hip hop from black people, style, culture. Uh, I mean, so they could just be that too, where it's like, oh, the most innovative culture of the, you know, last couple of centuries uh, just gave me uh, 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 some kudos. Could I have picked a whiter word than kudos? <laughs> kudos on your shoes, my dear friend. Um, 
So I don't know what it is. And I'm not even totally comfortable having this conversation. But that's the beauty of only talking to yourself. Is it a conversation? Uh, but it is weird. And I'm not, I don't mean in a pandering way. I'm not a person who has some burning desire to prove I'm one of the good ones. Good ones being good white people. Or have to go out of my way to like crack a joke to let, you know, some person of color know that I'm like cool or uh, almost, you know, in the way that my uh, <laughs> my mother-in-law, and I've seen other people do it too, but like when they're around special needs people, they talk louder for some reason, even though their special need isn't hearing. They're like, hi, how are you? Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doing the equivalent of that. Whenever I see uh, someone with more pigment in their skin, I'm not like, "Hello, I recognize the systematic oppression that has affected your life and benefited mine." I hope we can go on from this point as friends, like you know. And I'm exaggerating, but I see people. I mean, you know, some white people make me cringe. You know, I. You, yeah. We've all seen a white person who changes their whole demeanor when they're around a black person. All of a sudden, they're trying to do like a cool handshake, and they're like, hey, what's up? Like, uh, no. You know. So I don't, I don't mean, you know, I'm my authentic self uh, pretty much all the time. Christy confirmed that, can confirm that in a bad way. Uh, so it's not that I'm going out of my way to specifically impress black people. Uh, I'm just saying it feels good when they accept me. Why? Thoughts? Let's go to the phone lines. Arnold, line one. Who is your daddy and what does he do? I never care about impressing Austrians. Not sure why. Also, I guess I should be honest and admit, uh, I just straight up get more compliments from black women than white women. <laughs> I mean, probably not one to one, but I mean, I'm around more white people. Uh, and uh, it's mostly hair related. Um, but whatever, I'll take it. I was thinking about being attractive the other day, just how hot I am. Just, you know. I was in the bathtub at a really good angle. So I'm like, you know what? There's some red-hot sexuality under those folds. Aww. Uh No, I was thinking about, <clears throat> because we have a family friend, and I was talking about their son, not even that recently, but and I said something about him having a girlfriend, and I was like, well, he's like really handsome. I think he'd do very well. And she said... He's only handsome to adults. And I was thinking about that because every age I've ever been, I've been the most attractive to people older than me. Uh, and maybe I'm also getting to the age where if you're 47, when people are older than you, they're at the age where they don't give a fuck anymore and they just yell things out. Not even yell, but just like 
you know, some 62-year-old lady is much more likely to go like, your hair's fucking gorgeous, than a 30-year-old woman. You know, that's just, so maybe that's part of it. But I feel like when I was 30, it was pe- women my age would be, say I was attractive. And uh, I still feel like it's a good 15 years older than me is really my uh, demographic. The bad news is, uh, also, that's I can't even say it's my demographic because I've been married. Um, so it's not like my demographic, like, oh, I've been dating and this is the people who are attracted to me. My When I say my demographic, I'm talking about being complimented. My compliment demographic uh, tends to be older and, uh, you know, that's fine. I'll take a compliment. Uh, I'll tell you where it's not uh, is from younger. And I don't even mean, look, I had someone in their 20s say it looked like Harry Styles. She was drunk, but so what? Uh, You know who's never nice is um, like junior high and high school. I mean, you can't even talk to them. It's it's like being in a roast battle. You're not allowed to fire back in because you're an adult. I've, <laughs> I volunteered at uh, my daughter's grade school a couple years ago, back when we were allowed to go. Some sort of field day thing. I was, you know, I was running some event. And uh, beanbag toss or something. Uh and this kid comes over and he goes, uh, <laughs> he's like, are you tired? And I was like, no, I just kind of always look like this. And he was like, well, that's unfortunate. And then he just left. I'm like, damn, this fucking fourth grader just killed me. Um, but you know, again, it's a one-sided roast battle. I can't yell back like, you know, you wet the bed, you little shit. You don't get invited back to field day if you do that. But you know, I am getting to the point, or, you know, like I said, I'm not dating, but if I had to, um, you know, at 47, sure, you could date 57, but I'm 57? If this continues, you know, if I'm 65 and the people talking to me are 80, some diminishing returns in the system eventually. You have nice hair. What? When I'm 75, I'm going to do very well with dead women. Chris Rock uh, put out a documentary called Hair that I found really fascinating. It was about, uh, is that what it was called? I better Google that. It was about, uh, you know, weaves and uh, just the relationship uh, black women have with hair. Let's see, hair, Chris, rock. Good hair. See, I fucked it up. Hair's the musical. Um, good hair. That was very interesting to me. Uh, it just it just seems like uh, it's a lot of work, and I didn't realize how expensive those weaves were. And I was also fascinated that like 
I'm going to get all these details wrong, but like a lot of weaves come from like India because these part of some ceremony, these Hindu women, oh God, I'm probably getting this all wrong. They, they, they cut their hair off as some sort of like religious ritual. And then someone comes by and just scoops it all up and eventually sells it for thousands of dollars uh, in Oakland or wherever. I think it was literally Oakland in, in the documentary, but it, it's, uh, as you know, I didn't really understand, I didn't really understand, uh, everything that went into it. And then also it just seems, I mean, I actually think, you know, no one gives a fuck what I think, but the, I like a natural hair, uh, Boy, this is a wildly uncomfortable podcast. I <laughs> what a fucking idiot. <laughs> oh well, the wife and kids are in bed. Time to sit down and podcast my thoughts about what black women should do with their hair. That's what people give a shit about. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just saying I think it looks good, the natural. I like it. Um but um, it just seems hard. There was, uh, you know, they were, he, Chris Rock was like interviewing these actresses and stuff. And they were talking about how they never go swimming, like never, they would never go swimming because of their hair. And I'm just like, man, it just seems like, uh, a tough way to live. Um, not that you have to swim every day, but just, uh, the amount of thought and care that goes into keeping and maintaining, uh, your hair. Uh, it, it did seem like, uh, you know, but, but then a lot of them were making the point where like, yeah, I like natural hair too, but I don't, if you're an actress, you get less work, uh, if you, if you have it. So, you know, that's not a, I get it. Um, anyway, you should watch good hair. I found it very fascinating and, uh, you can watch and see how many things I got wrong in my 30 second description of the movie. We're going to mix things up next week and be talking exclusively about Latino issues. Let's go to line two. Arnold? Hasta la vista, baby. See, Arnold speaks Spanish. Although, shouldn't it be hasta la vista niño? Or niña? We'll get into it next week. Uh... I was thinking about talking about hustle culture, but I'm going to prove how much I'm not into hustle culture by quitting podcasting right now. Um, <clears throat> uh, I got some dates coming up. Um, Richland, Washington, April 16, 17. I'm at the Tacoma Comedy Club 10th anniversary show. Just doing 10 minutes on that, but that should be fun. Pretty stacked lineup. I'm in Port Orchard on 420. <laughs> yeah, you are. Uh, I'm in Tucson, Arizona, April 23, 24. Oh, God. April 28th, I'm doing an hour-long Zoom show for some nurses. <sighs> I mean, an hour. I don't know. I feel like Zoom time's longer, you know? An hour on stage... Uh, it's one thing. An hour in my bedroom feels like 90 minutes. Ask my wife. Come on, folks.
Um, Salem, Oregon, April 29. Medford, April 30. Enumclaw, Washington, May 1st. Please buy all the tickets. You don't even have to go. Just buy the tickets. Um, thank you uh, to everyone who financially supports this podcast. I get it if this is your last week. Um, I should say that every week. Uh, if you would like to support this podcast, in the episode notes it says support this podcast. And you can do it for as little as 99 cents a month. Or, or go to RutledgeRadio.com. Click on support this podcast. Uh, so thank you so much to everyone uh, who does that. It's uh, super nice of you. Uh, to everyone else, this podcast was free and worth it. Show's over. We're done. Bye.